guys, Madison here, and there are a few things I want to say before I kick off this week's episode of On the Block. The first is that this episode does mention suicide. If that can be triggering for you, please listen with caution. If you or someone you know is considering that or any sort of self-harm, there will be resources linked at the bottom of this episode, so please utilize those and send them to whomever or read them for yourself. The next thing I want to say is that I do know there was controversy surrounding Derek Frazier this year on Big Brother, um, and I just want to address things before we get started and just say where I stand on the issue. I believe that there are apologies owed to many of the women from this season. I believe he said inappropriate things and acted in a way that poorly reflects on him. However, I believe that those conversations should be held privately involving the women that were hurt, and it is up to them whether or not to forgive him and move forward with their relationship with him, if at all. I also firmly believe that good people make bad choices, and that doesn't necessarily reflect on the type of person someone is. At the same time, I do not believe telling someone to kill themselves is an appropriate thing to say under any circumstance. I do not believe harassing someone online with hate messages is ever acceptable. I also do not believe regardless of how much we love the women or are huge fans of them, which I definitely consider myself, no one other than the people directly impacted by his words are owed anything in this situation. Big Brother is a game in which lying and manipulating are a huge part of it. And while people's feelings can get hurt, I have always firmly believed that game is game and personal is personal. So game should not be taken that way. However, in this situation, I do feel like Derek's comments trickled too far into the personal category and he should take full responsibility for that. And I truly hope that this turns into a learning experience for him. It was still a pleasure to speak with Derek and hear about his other experiences throughout the season and what he's up to now and what he plans to do next. While I do not support his treatment of many of the women in this house, I do support him as a human being. And now, here is my interview with Derek Frazier. Hi, how are you? Hold on. What's up? Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Make sure you can see me too. Hold on. I just got a new computer. So I'm like (gasps) adjusting to everything. Oh, spending that BB money. How are you? (laughs) Good. How are you? You know, still adjusting, but. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's kind of weird to even think. I mean, over COVID, we all kind of were stuck in our house. Mm hmm. But I feel like this is like a totally different adjustment to get used to. Totally different adjustment. Like I'm like, I still have to remember there's no cameras here. (laughs) You know, I am just like rocking and rolling. It's like we it's very weird, but I'm adjusting being back. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it is what it is. But how are you doing? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm good, you know, just living life it's you know 
it's going good. Um, well, thanks so much for doing this. Absolutely. Um, super excited to chat with you. Um, I guess we, I want to start with, so you were already a fan of the show. Yes. So like finding out you were going to be on the show. Yes. Like, what was that like for you? Oh my God. So I was like a late Big Brother fan. Um, you know, I found out about like four years ago, four and a half years ago um, from my best friend, Adam. Um, he was like, you got to watch this show. So I watched, I think it was season, was it season 20? Because then All Stars 2 came on after 20 or did it come out after 21? I can't after remember. After 21. Okay. All right. So after 21, Celebrity Big Brother, excuse me, Celebrity Big Brother. Oh, that would have been season 20 I think yeah after okay. 20 so I yeah. watched season 20 and then I was like eh. <laughs> I was like I, I guess I'll watch this show and then I watched Celebrity Girl and I was hooked because it was Candy and Tamar and I love Tamar so I was hooked and then we kept watching it and then after I lost my job last year it was one of those things where I was like going through like what am I going to do? Like, I always say I want to be on TV. I love entertaining. I love making people laugh. I love just being myself. And um, lo and behold, I went for it. And then <laughs> next thing you know, I got the call and I was like, what? <laughs> wow. So it was just, it was very like surreal that this was happening. And then um, you don't know how much you miss home until you go into the house and then you realize, wow. Um, I can't talk to nobody from home. I got to just deal with the people that are in the house with me. Um, and it was just great. I, I, I'm very thankful that they gave me the opportunity, that CBS gave me the opportunity just for me being me, you know, not putting on an act or a facade or anything like that, just being me. So it was great. That's amazing. <laughs> it was so much fun. That's awesome. So when you got home, Yes. What like what was like the first thing you wanted to do when you got home? Like, was there like a place you wanted to eat or a movie you wanted to see? Like, what were you like? Yeah. I have to do this now that I'm. So home. It was very weird when I got my phone back because I didn't know what to do with it. It's been so long. I was like, "Girl, how do you even use this thing? Why is every it looked so shiny and brand new?" And it's so funny because when you look at your phone, it's just your phone. But when it's taken away from you from a long time, it's like, wow. Um, but the first thing I wanted to do, you know, I had to go get some Philly cheesesteaks. So yes. my roommate got, got me some Philly cheesesteaks and um, I went to go see my mom. Um, you know, I went to go see um, my sister. Unfortunately, um, I found out my niece um, committed suicide in July. So that was very difficult for me to find out. Oh. So it was hard because I came out the house and, you know, everyone else is getting their phones. They're so excited. And their mind is just like, you know, your niece passed away. I found my mom got hurt. It was a lot to take in. Then on top of that, I'm dealing with all the hate of the fans um, and whatnot. But I remember just being like, okay, this is a lot to take in. But yeah, I remember just being like, I'm happy to have my phone back. I'm happy to be in contact with people. And I just knew I had to give me a Philly cheesesteak as soon as I got home. Because remember, Absolutely. I stayed in LA for four days afterwards. Um, but once I got home, home, I was just happy just to be back in my city, driving my car, yeah. just like 
the doing things. things that people do on a regular, like, you know, not having to worry about changing my clothes and there's a camera watching me, you know, just enjoying those little things that I was so happy to get home and be able to do again. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm so sorry. I didn't know, um, about that. That's yeah horrible. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you. That was one of the things where I was kind of like, when all the fans were coming at me and I wasn't going back, I was kind of like, I ain't got time for y'all right now. Cause yeah. I'm dealing with fans. I mean, dealing with family, but if I didn't have the family situation, I would have been like <laughs> right back at them. But for like a couple of days, I was like, I can't even engage to them. Now I'm giving them all my attention now that I've been Yeah, I mean, we can jump everything. right into that yeah, if, sure, if you want. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll just start with like your perspective of like you get out of the house and it's yeah. like you're getting these messages or tweets or whatever. Yeah. Like what's going through your head at this point? Well, the first thing that's going through my head is okay. <laughs> you know, got it. You know, there's always someone that has to take the heat of um, the fans every season. You know, people either love you or hate you. Um, I think for me, because I was very myself, how I am at home and also me being a gay man and every gay man gets it. Like we talk just like how we want to talk and we're very like straightforward. Um, and I think that people have to understand that being in the house is completely different than the real world. Um, you're not thinking about the cameras around you. You know, when you're venting or saying how you feel about something, um, you know, you're saying it and then you're not thinking like, oh, my God, someone's going to be able to watch this back. Or at times some things didn't show. Um, but I remember just being like, OK, well, let me see where I messed up at. Um, and I knew, um, you know, I had a moment where I was angry at Tiffany, me and Tiffany had a whole falling out, um, and whatnot. At the end of the day, she's still my sister. I love her. Um, you know, and I apologized to her multiple times, but, you know, as I told people, I apologize to her because she deserved it and I care for her. Um, but also you have to understand in that moment, that's how I felt, you know, it's just what it is, what it is. Um, and people have to understand that they do that at home. They talk about people, how they feel and no one's watching them. <laughs> um, but I was being recorded. Um, but I apologize, Tiffany. And she understands, you know, in that moment, how I felt. Um, another thing was uh, probably me and Aza having a heart hole falling out. Um, you know, me and Aza have been through a lot that season. Um, I suppressed a lot of my emotions that season of not um, saying how I felt. So at the very end, when there's a lot of pressure, you've worked so hard to get here, everyone's did their part and whatnot. And then you're looking at your, your ally, like, Hey, you got me. Right. And then they're like, no. And I'm like, well, you know, for me, so that was a hard moment because friends do fight. I don't know why people act like friends don't fight. If not, then your friendship is fake. Um, friends do fight. And there's times that you're going to say things or say how you feel, and it might hurt someone else's feelings. But if you're able to apologize and be able to move on from there, then the friendship is real. And I made sure to apologize to her because I said, hey, in that moment, in that environment, and I apologize while I was in the house after I got done saying whatever I had to say. Um, but it was one of those things where, you know, hey, I love you. And I'm sorry I went off in that moment. I'm really emotional. Emotions are high. You know, I care for you and things like that. And she was able to forgive me and we were able to move on from there. 
Um, but I think the fans are like, we need apologies too. And I'm like, guys, I don't know what to tell you. You weren't in the house. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's something where, you know, those are two women that I care about a lot, especially the women in the cookout. The women in the cookout, they did their part. The men in the cookout did their part. Um, but everyone else, it seems like everyone else is cool um, in the cast. And I love every single person. I respect them all. Um, and at the end of the day, if people can understand, it's just a game, it's a reality show, then you get it. But if you don't get it, I, I don't know what to tell you. No, <laughs> I'm totally. never going to change myself. You can't sit here and keep apologizing and apo- you can't keep apologizing, apologizing. And then it's just like, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what else you guys want. I don't need to give, um, I don't have to sit here and write down a list and do every person in the world and every you know, person that was affected to apologize to them. I have apologized to the two individuals that I know I care about and they deserve an apology. And over time, if they accept it, great. If they don't, I can't do nothing about that, but I'm not going to sit here and keep on going over and over again because people need to understand that life is life. And hopefully people will get to actually know me and people that know me or get to know me or saw Derek who he was, understand who I am. If not, either you can get to know me if not I don't care for you if you don't want to and that's fine fine. do you think um because it's always interesting and you kind of touched on this um like your perception is your reality and so the way that you view something is your reality of the situation you have this unique opportunity to sort of like go back and rewatch all of this, which is kind of insane because like, Oh, in most situations we can't do that. We can't go back and like see things from other people's perspective. Has that given you the opportunity to say, well, maybe my reality was a little skewed or I didn't see the full picture. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Like, has that come up at all? I actually watched back the season. I watched it right away as soon as I got home because I was like, I need to see what I love the season. Um, I don't change anything about how, you know, um, things went down because that's how, unfortunately, because of edits and things like that, you know, and everyone's with the live feeds and stuff like that. Um, you have two different audiences here. You have the people that just watch the show and you have the people that watch the live feeds. And I think people, you have to remember that it is a reality show. Live feeds are not always on. <laughs> um, there's a lot of things that were missing. I even sat down with, you know, the members of the cookout afterwards when we were in LA and we watched like the first four to five episodes, six episodes. And we were like, where's all the conversations that we were ha-? like, there's stuff that is missing that you have to sit there and go, Okay, even us being on the show, it's like, why was it like that? Or why why was it put this way? You know, there's so many missing moving parts. Like, for example, I'll, it looked like I just slept the whole time. <laughs> Big delusional just slept the whole time. Um, but in reality, there was a lot of things that I was doing behind the scenes, manipulating and lying and doing whatever I need to do because it's a game. It's a competition show. Um, which allowed, you know, other people to, in the cookout to maybe be the comp beast and be able to do things and not have to, 
you know, lie and manipulate it because I already did that for them, you know, and they also did their parts too. They did parts that I don't know. And the thing about our alliance that was different was that we never all got together and said, hey, you do this. I'm going to do this. Let me check in. We'll do it. We worked in twos and threes. Sometimes we made moves on our own to better the alliance. So this was a weird dynamic where if we all probably, if we all would have checked in with each other and said, I did this since the beginning, this is what I'm doing to benefit us. Then we can all sit there and be like, okay, I know what this person did. I know what this person did. Well, only certain individuals in the cookout know what Kylan did and what Tiffany did, what Hannah did, what Xavier did, what Ozzy did, what I did. Like we didn't all work together um, like that. We trusted that, hey, Derek and Xavier are going to make good decisions. Ozzy and Derek are going to make good decisions. Hannah and Tiffany are going to make good decisions. Tiffany and Kylan are going to make this decision. Like we worked in twos and sometimes three. Um, but when I watch the season back, I sit there and go, me and Tiffany had a whole heart to heart towards the end of the season when she went on her apology tour and she was talking to everybody and apologizing for things and trying to make her wrongs right. And I was so glad we had that conversation. And I really felt good because I was like, I wish we had this conversation a long time ago. But the thing about it is that I apologized because she was she was upset about the things I said. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And then I explained to her in that moment, that's how I felt. I'm talking as a normal human being where they're venting. I could be off of my own talking in the corner, being like, F this and blah, 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 and this. I'm having a heated moment. But then once I sat down, I was like, okay, I can see if somebody keep replaying that over and over again, or, you know, it can really hurt somebody. So I told her, I'm so sorry that, I said those things and I explained to her in that moment, that's how I felt. And we had our whole heart to heart and really got to the root of our problem, which is no one else's business. That's between me and her. And we were able to work that out. Same thing with Aza, you know, um, friends fight. So when you feel like you're getting betrayed by your friend or your friend's betraying you and we're in a competition game and stuff like that, and we didn't make no deals and we've been working together the whole time, things get like that. Um, but I never called her any dirty terms or anything that was offensive. You know, I think that her thing was just like, hey, I trusted you to keep this stuff to yourself. And I was like, you know, I'm trying, but also I don't want you forgetting we're in the game. I don't want you to, to get into your emotions and not think that you're in the game because there's opportunity for you to win. You can win this money. Take me. It'll be easier to go against me. You know, things like that. Um, but you know, there's so many things when I watch back, I go, okay, I can see why people would say big D was sleeping. I get why people can say big D didn't do nothing, you know? And I'm like, I can see that. But if you really look at the live feeds, plus understanding what type of game I was playing, cause I played a very big social game. I was on a block three times. Someone even played the chopping roulette and took me down. I was like, okay. I told people to send me home. They still didn't send me home. And I think that I could understand why people feel the way they feel, but they have to understand that if the people that were, that I was talking about are able to move forward or don't keep addressing it, or they're able to say, Hey, big D he's big D. Then I think that we have to start getting on that wave, but that's fine. I will take the hate. That's okay with me. <laughs> I've already knew what I was signing up for because I've always been myself. My friends at home are like, that's big D. The gay community, that is a gay man. Like, that is what it is. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I would, I love all women. I have so many women friends in my life. I 
only have like one close guy friend <laughs> and that's my best friend but everyone else is women all different races all different ethnicity all different backgrounds so I don't need to keep like keep reassuring everyone that I'm not you know I'm not this person I'm not this person I a gay man I had a falling out with a girl two girls had <laughs> that two women and that's just what it is just like I had a falling out with Kylan and unfortunately you guys didn't see that but me and Kyle almost got into it at one point. And I wish they would have shown that because I would have shown that, hey, I, I everybody was getting it because I was cursing out everyone in the house. <laughs> so I have a couple questions about specifics that I'd love just like yes. insight on, I guess. Yes. So the yes. first one is you were really, I mean, you, Kyland, and X were yes. pretty upset with Tiffany when she yes. won that HOH yes. and then had to send Claire home. My yeah. question is, Alyssa was still in the house at that point. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it's a little confusing. It, it, and again, it could have been the edit. Yeah. It made it seem like you all thought that was like a very big deal when technically it wasn't really throwing a wrench in the plan because Alyssa could have gone on the block and gone home. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the day, she did the unimaginable and sent Claire home, yeah, which is absolutely. proves a lot of loyalty, I think, absolutely. to the cookout. And so it seemed like after that, trust was broken. But in my eyes, and I think a lot of viewers' eyes, it felt like she had built trust by doing that. Right. And so I guess that's my first question is like, what was yeah. happening maybe yeah. that we didn't see or in your head that you were thinking I, in those moments. I was, you know, because I, you know, I, it, it was a long time ago when I respect Tiffany so much, um, you know, and I, I've already explained to her why, you know, me and her kind of get on the same page. Um, and I can't really say much, uh, unfortunately, but I will say this. Um, the thing about it was that each of us were willing to be pawns. Each of, each of us were willing to sit next to our person. So Tiffany Osler's never sat on the block. Me, Kylan, you know, Hannah and X have sat on the block. So if this is supposed to be all about team and team matters and what we're all supposed to be doing, it is your turn to sit on the block and do what you're supposed to do. Um, but it felt like it was more of an avoidance. It felt like more of a, like a selfish move of, I can use this in my advantage of when I get to the end that I never sat on the block. We were all like, if we're anybody that goes to the end, it needs to be people that have sat on the block. But like we, if we're all willing, I'm willing to say, I'll go up as a pawn for Ozzy. I'm willing to go up whenever you guys want me to go up. Me and X are on the same page. Kyla on the same, like, same page. Hannah on the same page. So when Ozzy and Tiffany were kind of going back and forth about not sitting on the block, it was, an, it was very not, it was becoming a selfish move. And when you're in this game of saying, hey, I'm putting my game on the back burner for you, that's what caused us to start feeling like, what game are we playing here? Like, because I understand we're, we have to think about individual games, but we don't think about an individual game until we get down to the six. But you had to sit on the block next to your person. And yes, she did do that. But there was, um, I think people keep forgetting that I heard a conversation between the girls that they were all going to work together in the bathroom. I overheard that. And when I heard that conversation, that's what allowed me to go, oh, 
okay, wait, the girls are going to try to take us out. So I'm going to make the Holy BB with the boys and we're going to, we're going to work together and do what we need to do. Keep in mind, Kylan and Xavier were winning stuff in the beginning. They were making a lot of moves. So it would be dumb for me, or I would say not smart for me not to try to work with the two people that are winning stuff in the cookout the most. Um, but yes, you know, like I said, it, I think it was one of those things where if Tiffany would have threw it because she was supposed to throw it, things would have been a little different, but she didn't throw it. So it was like, we're feeling like you're being selfish or I, that's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling like you're being selfish and it seems like you don't want to sit on the block and I yeah. need you to sit on the block next to Claire, not Xavier sit on the block next to Claire. I need you. That's your person. Like the master plan that you came up with, we need to be executing it. That's what it was. And I think people don't see that. I think people just see it as, oh, you know, Tiffany sat, you know, she sent her person home and she did it on her HOH. But no, it was the purpose that if we all sat on the block, each and every single one of us, we all kind of had the same fair playing field when we got to when we got to the end that, hey, I have been on the block and you have been on the block. That's that's what it was supposed to be. We were trying to play a fair game. That's what it's about, especially when you're doing teamwork, for sure. Yeah. So then my second one is. Um, and thank you for that. That was, um, a very great answer. Uh, thank you. Absolutely. I'm trying my best to clear up things. And also, like I said, it is nothing me, me and Tiffany have had plenty of conversations. We have really talked it out. And at the end of the day, I, if, if any time she ever wants an apology, I would give it to her. She earned that. She's a phenomenal mom. She's a phenomenal black woman. She's phenomenal. I love her to death. Same thing with Aza. That's why I apologize to those two women. Cause I never wanted them to feel like, I don't care for them. I think I just had to remind people it was a game. It was nothing personal. And we all said that in the house. We There was times that we would come out and be like, I just talked crap about you. And we would get in trouble for telling people we're talking crap about them. But it was one of those things where I wanted people to understand, baby, this is a TV show. I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm going to talk crap about you. But it's not coming from a place of hate. I might be angry in a moment, but it's not like, oh, my God, I hate this person. I never want to deal with this person again. But I get to the point that now I'm like, okay, people, it's a game. It's a competition show, but please continue with your next question. Yeah, no. Um, so the next one was, it, it did feel like, and you kind of talked about this earlier too, that um, you were trying to convince Aza if she won to take you and you felt like because you had this friendship, it yeah. was sort of a given that she was yeah. going to take you to the end. And when she kind of started to say, I don't know what I'm going to do, you got upset. Yeah. But if the roles were reversed, yes, it didn't feel like you had any intention on taking her. And so right. I guess I would love to hear your thoughts on like why that yes. felt a little bit like double standard, I guess, of yeah. I expect you to take me. However, mm-hmm. I wouldn't take you. Right. So Aza was a very big um, andaman, a very big person on saying, if you make deals, stick to your deals. So I made a deal with Xavier on day one. Xavier was supposed to be the comp beast. I was the social comp. I mean, I was, excuse me, Xavier was supposed to be the comp beast. I was the social person. That's why we work like, you know, yin and yang. That's why we were able to really work well together. Asa, you know, wanted to make a final two deal with me uh, through, you know, probably when we got down to like eight or whatever, 
But it was one of those things where I did not want to make a deal with Ozla just because of the fact that if there was ever a situation, just like when I ended up on the block next to Hannah, I didn't want her feeling like she can't send me home. Now, when we, when Oz would have conversations with me, it was always me, you were good. You never have to worry. She never wanted to sit next to, um, you know, Xavier or Kylan. She wanted to sit next to the girls and me. So for me, that's what she's telling me. These are things that she's telling me. This is a game. You have to be selfish at the end of the day. So for me, I'm going to set myself up to have not just Xavier, also Aza because of all the conversations. But Aza always told me not to go back on a deal. I made a deal with Xavier. Aza had no deals. So for her, for me, she didn't have a deal with Xavier. If she had a deal with Xavier, then I would have felt like, damn, okay. She can't go back on that deal with Xavier. She was just saying her morals or how she feels. And I'm like, girl, we've been in this game this whole entire time. You have no deals. You have a final three deal with me and Xavier. You have a final four deal with me, Xavier, and Kylan. So it's like, at the end of the day, if you have no deals and you're saying the whole entire time, you're going to take me, you're going to take me, you're good, blah, blah, blah. And then I had a situation where I could have sent Oz home and took Kylan you would think that, okay, Big D stuck to his word because she was worried about me sending her home because Xavier was going to give me the power no matter what. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to send you home because you're my best friend. And I know you would take me when we, you know, when we get to the end. So it wasn't a double standard. It was, if she would have told me, hey, I, you know, I don't break your deal, then we could have we could have discussed, but Ozzy was very big on if you make a deal, you stick to your word. So that's why I'm sitting here when people are like, oh, you think it's, it, it's like a double standard? It's not. If she would have told me, hey, like, do you really want to stick out to this deal? I'm like, uh, I don't really have to because, you know, I would have, trust me, I don't have a problem lying and manipulating and scheming. I would have definitely considered, yeah, uh, we can send Xavier home if we if we need to. But my thing was that she told me not to go back on my deal, just like she told Xavier not to go back on his deal. So it's like Aza had no deals. Her deals was a final three and a final four. And then whatever deal she had with, I don't know, with, with the girls, which it didn't work out because they both went home. So Aza was by herself. She had every right to either pick me or Xavier, but you have to keep in mind the whole entire time, all the way up until the very end, when you guys saw me kind of flip, it was big D, I'm taking you no matter what. I know you're the best option. And also I'm looking out for her where I'm like, you have more friends in jury than me. I told each and every single person in jury, I will send your ass home. I will send you packing, baby. So what you should do is you should take me. It will be easier to go against. That was my mindset. I'm also like, take me, it'll be easier for you to go against me than going against Xavier. Because any one of us going against Xavier, Xavier was going to win. So it was like, why would you not? I know. <laughs> I knew for a fact I wasn't going to win any of those last minute challenges at the end. That's why I was trying to have a good time. I made sure to play a social game where people want to take me. So when we got to the end, that's what made me upset because I go, Hey friend, um, I definitely kept you when I could have sent, you know, I could have, uh, I could have kept Kyla and sent you home. So don't you think it's time to follow the, you know, what you've been saying? That was my thing. So it wasn't a double standard. If Ozzy would have said, 
I don't think you should like really follow through with deals. And this is a game and maybe like persuade me to remember this was a game. I definitely would have considered it, but she didn't. She told me, be a man to your word. When you make deals, you stick to your deals, just like her deal with Kylan and me and Xavier, just like her deal with me and Xavier. That's what the mind frame was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. And and we did definitely see Aza play a very loyal game. So that, yes. you know, yes. and she was she a very was, loyal person. So yeah. that's where, when it got, I was the, Aza was the loyal person. I love her. She was loyal. She was very honest. And that's why I respected her so much. And I still respect her to this day, but I was the manipulator. I was the liar to do what needed to be done for the cookout. I was making sure any dirty work that needed to be done, give it to me. Y'all need me to babysit. You need me to lie. You need me to scheme. I have no problem doing that because there's a lot of money on the line. And I would do that in order to make sure other people can play different moves in the cookout in order for us to move forward. Did you think at the end when it was down to like, you're in the final three and that first comp happens, Xavier wins, which was sort of like, of course, he's just going to sweep at this point. Were you at that point? Like I'm playing for second place. In that, in that moment, um, uh, I'm trying to think what was going through my head. I'm so sorry, Madison. Hold on. Let me see what was going through my head in that moment. Um, I knew when Xavier won that he was definitely going to win the whole thing, but I wanted to be able to win something, girl, because I was trying to, you know, I was so beat up by losing so much. And I'm like, this is just not it. And then when I saw that second challenge, oh, that's what really pissed me off. Because I was like, no one in their right mind is standing on top of this wheel and running on it like a treadmill with not having nothing to hold on to. It was impossible. Um, but I said I was going to go for it no matter what. I scraped the, the hell out of my knees, you know, melted skin off my knees. I, I didn't care because I wanted to show people no matter what, you never give up. And that's how I went into all those challenges. There's only one challenge I threw, which was the coin of destiny. And that was because I didn't need it because of the fact that I had put protect the cookout and we manipulate it in a way that we didn't need to do it so in case i need to play in the hoh the next week um but i remember just being like i want to be able to win something so i can at least give xavier a run for his money but also to secure me and xavier's spot in that top two because that was our main thing we had a final two that was our main focus um so yeah i i i was okay with because when i went into this house I went into knowing I'm going to win. Once I realized, okay, I'm playing a little bit more of a social game. These comps are not really for me, but I'm going to work it out and play the best social game I can. And I think I did that. Some people don't respect it. Some people don't see it. They don't really get it. But if you really sit down and think about it, how does someone like me end up on a block three times? Someone plays the chopping roulette, takes me down. On top of that, I'm telling people to their face to send me home. I'm over here manipulating, lying, babysitting, doing you know things that need to be done telling people things that are not even true just to make sure that you keep the scent off the cookout and also keep the scent off of me. Um, you know, I did, I did a lot of things, a lot of moving parts. And I think that people are just like, all they see is because of the edits. When I watch it, all you see is Claire, Derek X, Tiffany and Hannah doing stuff. And you're like, okay, but there was more and everyone knows that that's why I think people are expecting us to all be fighting with each other and stuff like that but we're not because we know how things were in that present moment 
Um, but I did, I did absolutely think that I knew I was okay with second place. Cause I said, I told X on day one, if I have to lose against anyone, it's to you. And I said, if I can't win being, um, you know, African-American, just somebody else African-American can win. And that could have been anyone in the cookout. But once we got down to the six and things start going the way that I wanted it to, um, because remember, I helped Kylan turn on Tiffany. You know, there's so many things that people are like, oh, Big B didn't do nothing. But yeah, I helped Kylan turn on Tiffany. Um, and I made sure to plant those little seeds for things to go the way that I wanted to. So I can end up in the final two. And um, I was okay with losing against X. I was like, if I'm gonna lose to anybody in this house, it's only Xavier. At this point, once we got down to the six and people started leaving at the six, I was okay with that. Um, and that's why my speech wasn't the way that people expected it to be. When I did the jury questions, I was more in the lines of, oh, I'm gonna, Listen, I'm going to be myself. And I think people are like, oh, Hannah was laughing in your face. Hannah wasn't laughing in my face. I think because I'm so blunt, people are like, you have to laugh it off because you don't expect someone to be so blunt. And because I'm so Philly, it's like, oh, you got to kind of laugh it because you're not expecting it. We're talking about a CBS show here. Um, and also the things I was saying were accurate. Um, but I, my speech was completely different. And I told X that when we were sitting there in that moment, I was like, dude, I'm cool. Give me my second place. I'm out. Or cool. Because he deserved it as much as anybody else in the cookout deserved it. But I knew what X was fighting for. And I was kind of like, I'll take, I'll take second place and I can help my mother because that was my main focus and be able to give back to single mothers, especially black mothers in our community. And um, I was like, X, you want to take care of your nephew. And we're talking about college. We're talking about school here. Your brother passed away. Go ahead. You deserve it. 100%. Now, if I come back for All-Stars, then I'll come back and it'll be a whole different. I I was I was messy before, but I'll even be messier even then if I go back. <laughs> well, that's perfect. That was my next question was, would you go on again? So, yes. Yes, I definitely would go on it again. I'm open to any competition shows that allow me just to be me and also to represent for the big guys, represent for the bear community, represent for the black community, represent for the gay community. Um, you know, whatever allows me just to be myself. And I think that the people that are true Derek F, Big D, whatever you want to call me, fans, actually see the type of game I play, actually see the type of competitor I am because all I did was cook and clean and entertain. That was all a part of my game plan. You know, that was a part to keep things distracted off the cookout and make sure people are, you know, not catching on to our scent, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, so this might be an off limits question. So you can yes. say no, yes. but yes, um, I did see some tweets between you and Whitney. Who? <laughs> So I was just curious if there's any intention to like talk, have a conversation, or if it's just kind of like you both have just decided to um, let it be. I don't, my thing is this, um, you know, I don't, I, I gave Whitney my number. Um, you know, she was supposed to call me back so I could figure out what I need to apologize to her for. Um, but she never did. Um, I think Whitney is um, a phenomenal mother. I always get respect for people that are moms. 
Um, and, you know, she's a single mother at that. So I always give respect to that. I don't know what Whitney wants. Um, I never did anything to her. She got played. That's all it is. It's a game. Um, you know, she thought that me and her were going to be friends and things like that. And unfortunately, we're in Big Brother. Welcome to Big Brother, where everyone hides in their rooms and conspires against the rest of the house. Um, and I think that Whitney is expecting an apology, but she's not going to get one. Um, you know, I apologize to the two people that I care and love and I wanted to apologize for. And I felt sincere and I wanted to be able to do that because that I was wrong. And they told me where I was wrong and I apologized to them in the privacy. Whitney had an opportunity to call me and she never did. Um, or she, as she told me, she was going to call me back, never did. So we never got to the root of what the problem is, because if we're talking about this workout top, everyone talked about this workout top. Everyone talked about her in the lotion and being the lotion lady. Um, so I don't know what she really wants from me. I don't, I don't have anything to offer for her. Um, all I could do is say, hey, we can move on. Would you like to build a relationship? I'm 100% open to that. Uh, but I support her on all her endeavors, everything she does, her makeup, um, you know, her, her Twitter, um, anything else she does. Um, you know, I support her in all her endeavors, but I, I don't I don't really have much to say. It seems like um, Whitney, as I caught up on a lot of tweets and caught up on what my best friends told me, it seemed like Whitney wanted to hop on the bandwagon of the friends call me, you know, the fans calling me misogynist and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't know what, what she was trying to get out of it because that's not me at all. <laughs> um, but for her, like I said, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't really have, I don't really have beef with her. I just don't really care for her. If that makes sense. Like, it's just kind of like, Girl, you were there for five minutes. I, I don't remember half of the stuff. All I remember is a workout top and all of us joking about it and being the lotion lady. That's all I remember. Um, but I don't remember anything else. And like I said, Whitney was there to, you know, to do her brand and do stuff like that. So I think she's done that. I, I commend her. She's doing, she, Whitney is doing great. She's getting a lot of followers, a lot of fans. And please go support Whitney on all her endeavors, everything she does. Please do. I always want people to support people on their brand. So go ahead and do that. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't know what she wants from me. <laughs> I don't really have anything to give her. I don't, I don't know. There's not much I can do. And I told the fans that I was like, I don't know what you guys want me to do. There's, there's nothing I can do because I don't feel sorry at all when it comes to that. I don't, I didn't do anything wrong to her. I sent her packing. I played her. She told me things. I used it in order to make her a target, just like it's a competition show. So I did what needed to be done um, in order to further the cookout. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Okay. If somebody could tell me exactly what I need to apologize for, then I can answer it. I, and I, I, and I, I'll go forward from there. That's all I can do. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So now like I I'm curious and I've asked everyone this, like, what yeah. are you going to do now? What's next? Like, what are you going to work on? Are you going to like go get a real job? Are you going to try to do something like different or yeah. like what's next? 
Um, so next I have my brand with my best friend, uh, which is the regular Degler show. Um, I do that with my best friend, Adam. He is literally, um, just the same person as me. He's just white and bearded and bald, um, but taller, um, and very calm. I will say that. Um, so working on that, doing a podcast, doing all that, doing our normal show that we normally do talk about lifestyles, you know, entertaining, maybe people laugh because that's what I do. I, and I think people see that the big D is a funny person. I think that's why I was able to get away with all the stuff I was able to get away with, with the house guests, because I was me, but I also was real with them. Um, I will, I have my 30th birthday coming up this year. I turned 30. It's disgusting. Don't cheers. It's horrible. Um, so I have a lot of the house guests coming, um, you know, that I invited and I got them an Airbnb and everything. So, um, that will be coming up soon in Philadelphia. So I'm excited for all of them to have cheesesteaks and show them my city and whatnot. Um, I'm trying to think what else, um, just working on t-shirts. I'm working on Evote t-shirts because everyone loves Evote. Um, so I'm working on that, uh, more t-shirts with, for the regular Degler show. Um, just trying to do more interviews and things like that. Um, of course, looking into doing maybe my own show, you know, I would love to have my own show where they come and follow me and my friend's life. Cause it's crazy. <laughs> um, and then on top of that, oh, excuse me, on top of that, um, just like enjoying life, taking time with my family, um, making sure my mom's okay, you know, being able to take care of the people around me um, and just making sure people get a chance to see who I am. Because I think um, some people know who I am and then some people don't because they're just going off of, you know, what they want. You know, when they're, when you have fans, fans latch on to one person they like the whole season. When they go home, it's I hate everyone but them, you know? So hopefully getting a chance to show people that Big D is fun. Big D is a good time. He loves life. He doesn't hate women, you know, things like that. Um, and showing them, you know, live life because life is short. And um, definitely when I came out the house, when I found out my niece passed away, that was where I realized I really need to give people attention. And that means like all my family and friends. So really focusing on, Actually, when someone texts me, respond back. When someone calls me, call them back. Things like that that I didn't do before um, and whatnot. I think that's important. So yeah, life and hopefully getting. Um, right now, I'm trying to figure out how we can get all the cookout together in New York. Hopefully for New Year's Eve or something, and then try to get a photo shoot for all of us because unfortunately I had to leave the one that they did in LA because of um, my mother. Um, but trying to get them all together and just us working on stuff together, because I think it's a powerful statement. I think people are taken away from what the bigger reason of this season was, and that was for us to make history, have the first all black alliance and big brother history, um, you know, to have the first African-American winner of a regular big brother season happen, you know, there was a bigger reason, a bigger cause. And I think that's what we need to focus on because, us as a cookout, we're able to still communicate, even if, you know, if somebody doesn't like me or, you know, I don't like them or whatever, we're still as a family unit can still communicate and still be able to laugh and still be able to move forward. And as I tell people, time, 
people, it takes time. Everyone's human. I'm human, just like you're human, just like everyone else is human. And people make mistakes and all they can do is make sure people see them for who they are and show, okay, he's not that type of person because people are just going to go off of that. Am I a bitch? Yes, I am a bitch. <laughs> but also, I'm also, an, I have a big heart and I think that's why people in the house were able to see like, wow, Big D really does care about people. And I was like the therapist for everybody, you know, people will come in my room and I'm there to help them and, you know, keep them calm and talk to them and stuff like that. And that was real me. That's the big heart that all my friends and family see, but it's also a game. So if I need to be a bitch, I'll be a bitch in order to get to the end. And I got to the end doing what I need to do. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, $75,000 is a lot of money. It is. Um, Like how life-changing is that for you? It's very life-changing because, um, you know, money has always been something I've stressed about my whole entire life. Um, people think because, all right, you know, his son, you know, my dad is smoking Joe Frazier, heavyweight champion of the world. They think I have all this money. That's not the case at all. Um, I have struggled. Me and my mom had lived on the streets when I was young. Um, there's so much more to my story that I did not express because of the fact that I was so focused on the game and focused on not telling everybody so much because I wanted people to be able to get to know me when I'm outside the house and they could see the real authentic Derek. Not saying they didn't get everything. You guys probably got 92% of me. There's still more. Um, but I wanted to save that outside the house, but that money definitely does help me because I was able to give back to my mom. I was able to pay her back, plus be able to give her a gift that I felt like, you know, hey, mom, this is what I could give you. I hope that's enough. And I, I think she's very happy with it. Um, being able to help my friends around me, too. Um, they do a lot for me. Um, if I ask them to do something, they do it. Um, there's no buts if and ands. There's no, let's sign a contract and let, you know, there are people that I trust that I can give them something and they'll still do stuff for me for the rest of my life, not feeling like I have to pay them. Um, you know, being able to help myself because me being 29 years old, the struggle I've been through, I've lost jobs. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not a good worker, but, you know, I've worked at a place for like seven, eight years, lost the job, went to another place, which was horrible, <laughs> um, and then lost that job. And then, you know, I feel like the cards have never been in my favor. I've always wanted to be on TV. I've always wanted to be possibly a reality star. And when I came onto this show and then I, I had an opportunity to win money, I was just like, this is great because, you know, I'm a, I'm a black boy from the hood and I don't have much and I have struggled. I even at times when I've tried to build a savings, there's just impossible because I have so many things to pay for. Um, so to actually be able to say, I have a savings, I can actually do something. I can actually, you know, take care of myself. It is very, it is very helpful. Um, and it allows me to put stuff into myself and stuff into my brand and stuff to and entertain you guys and entertain the fans and things like that. And I'm just very thankful that God gave me this opportunity. Some people don't know. I do believe in God. Um, I come from a Christian home. Um, so for me, it was just after all this time, especially me turning 30 this year, I just can't believe that, you know, all this manifesting as my best friend Lauren would tell me, uh, manifesting is very um, possible and it works. I um, mean, it's also very humbling um, just to 
be able to give back because I did want to get money so I can give back to single mothers because I grew up in that type of household. So um, my mom has helped me with that actually because she's looking into it. Um, and it's just, it, it's nice. It's very refreshing, very nice. And I feel like with all the stress and taking out loans and debts and things I've been through, I can actually do stuff now. And that doesn't mean going and spending money and going shopping and doing all this stuff. No, like there's just times where like I have holes in my shoes, holes in my clothes, you know, things I don't have. And, you know, I'm looking at my friends and I'm like, oh, I can't really do this. Or, you know, I can't do family stuff because I don't have the money and, you know, struggling and paying back taxes and student, you know, student loans, things that we all struggle with, car payments, behind on car payments. You know, it's nice to be able to say, I could do stuff and I can build a savings and it's nice, you know, and I'm very thankful. I definitely needed it. I'm not going to like definitely out of everyone. I needed, I needed it badly. And my friends know that like badly. I come from the hood in Philadelphia. I needed it. I didn't come. I didn't have money going in the house. I went in the house with like a negative $5,000 in my bank account. So, yeah. Yeah, well, that's amazing. I'm I'm excited for you, and you. Um, it'll be cool to see what comes out of some of these ideas and the ways that you can help people too. Um, so yeah, I think that is um, really great, and yeah, we'll all be watching to see. Thank you. Well, make sure yeah. you follow the regular Degula show on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. So I actually got to work on that stuff today. So yeah. So uh, tell me more about this. So yes. I, I saw the Instagram um, yes. when I was just doing some deep dives before this, but yes. um, what is the show? How do we watch? Yes. All oh, so, so the regular Degula show is something that me and my friend came up with like I would say four years ago. And, um, you know, we were like, you know, we were, we felt like we have a look. He's white and black, we're both bald, bearded, both gay. Um, and we wanted to do something because we literally do whatever. Our comedy is very blunt, is very in your face. We'll say whatever. Um, and it's just like stupid, you know, goofy videos and funny. And that's just our personality. We'll put on wigs and dresses and heels and we'll react things. Um, and we wanted, we like entertaining people. So when we came up with this show, it was more of us to react to things, to talk about things, talk about our lifestyle of being a gay man, but just talk about life period. So we'll do stuff reacting to reality shows on our thing. We do topics like our last video we did, which was so funny, was about holidays. And um, Adam actually said in the video, and this was la- this was last year, so it's so funny, last December. And we always talked about, you know, the cookout, which, you know, it's a term that we use in the Black community. You come to a cookout, you know. And it was so funny because Adam actually said it in the video, and I feel like he kind of manifested it. He was like, you know, did I start the cookout or was I invited to the cookout? You know, because I always say that Adam is, he is definitely, you know, he is definitely invited to the cookout. Okay. <laughs> he is, he has swag, you know, he's everything. Um, so, you know, we do a bunch of type of videos. So we do TikTok videos too. Um, but that's what we're going to do our podcast. So our first episode, hopefully we'll do it today. I'm hoping once we get it set up, um, but our first episode will be welcome home, big D. Um, and Adam, you know, we'll be talking about the things that I have missed this summer answering questions just like me and you did uh, maybe read some mean tweets of course get some reactions Ooh, to them that uh, would be interesting yeah i know the fans love hearing me react to a lot of tweets um and just doing things like that on our podcast and probably 
you know, this probably this topic will be maybe holidays, maybe Halloween. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but, you know, we're going to try to film it this week. And then we film it this week. Then we'll try to get it up the first week in November and then try to make it a weekly thing. Um, so oh. we'll have a regular podcast and then we'll have, you know, the edit version where we use the green screen because we do a lot of stuff with the green screen. We love that. That's why we're that's why I feel like we're different than everybody else, where a lot of podcasts you just listen and you see people and you hear them talk. But ours will have a little bit more gimmicks and funny stuff with it and things like that, because we are just dumb. We like <laughs> people will see the big D that they're like, big D is so funny. Literally, me and Adam are just like that. Um, except he's he's smarter than me. Um, but yeah, we we that's what we're we're a lot of fun. So hopefully you guys will watch it, support it. Um, and we just love doing stupid stuff. I mean, we 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 will do videos of us drinking, <laughs> going out partying, asking people random questions. We will pretend like we have a mic and be like, what are you wearing? that's That's a fucking mess (laughs) you know we're stupid like that like that's how we are that's where I get my sense of humor from and that's why I say that a lot of the jokes that I did this season were in everyone's face and a lot of them were jokes and everyone knew that and I told people it was jokes but I think because we live in a world where um some people can take jokes and they can hurt them and my intentions is never to hurt anyone I don't want to hurt nobody, you know? Um, if someone says something mean to me, especially a fan or someone I don't know, I laugh at all. If it's someone I know, then I'm going to address them and be like, what's up? What's tea? What's good? You know? Um, but I'm hoping that people will see with how I am um, that people will get that. I'm also, I forgot to tell you, I'm doing the big blue couch with Alyssa. We're going to do that every week, hopefully. Um, don't have a set date. We're going to try it out tonight. And the goal is to kind of do how we did the Blue Blue Couch where we had, um, you know, guests come on to the show. So we're going to try to accept some random videos on live. Oh, hopefully wow. Don't do nothing crazy. <laughs> um, and ask them their name, where they're from, what they do. And, you know, try to do a little bit of that. I think that would be fun for me and Alyssa to do. Oh, um, that's fun. You know, yeah. Love the big blue couch. So do I, you have a blue couch? I do have a mini blue couch. So I am going to do it upstairs, but I feel like you're not even going to see me. So I feel like it, it defeats the purpose because I can't be all the way back here. And, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm just going to have to work it out. But, yeah. you know, Alyssa, we're going to try that out tonight. Uh, we're, you know, because Alyssa really understands. Alyssa reminds me of my best friend, Adam, um, where she was just a girl version of him, where she's silly and funny and goofy. And that's why me and Alyssa got along so much, because we were like, maybe we just got to be like, we, we're just going to have fun. Because at the end of the day, somebody got to go home. Somebody going to win. It's a competition show. It is what it is. So, um, yeah. And that's why I told the cat, I, a lot of the cast members still haven't watched the season back. And I go, Go watch the season before you start making assumptions off of what fans are sending you and doing, okay? Because you got to have the whole picture. You got to understand how you were in the house, how the environment was, because no one else is going to understand that but the people that were in the house. Watch the season, then come back and come talk. Because I watched the season and I was just like, you know what? I'm okay with everything besides Derek, Derek X's comment. But I'm okay with everything that happened how everything was portrayed i just kind of wish that damn maybe because i was cursing too much you know i couldn't be edited so much because i was 
I was cursing. I curse a lot. You know, I went to military school. I cursed a lot. Do you um, think that this was at all like a learning experience for you as well in any Uh, way? Like, did you learn anything or? So what I learned is patience. I learned a lot of patience. Um, I didn't have a lot of patience before. Um, I learned a lot of patience. I also learned to listen to people, to hear them. Cause sometimes I can always be about me, 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 F everybody else. Um, I've learned a lot of patience. I've learned that I think it's different for me because I went to military school. So I understand teamwork. I understand working together. I understand things like that. Um, so I think I learned that if you put your mind to something, you can accomplish it. I learned that, you know, when you go on TV, remember there's cameras, <laughs> um, but also don't try to put on an act because you want to be somebody else. If you are yourself, you are yourself. And if you can talk to people, especially because we're able to watch things back, you know, I was able to sit there and be like, okay, I can see why that people, you know, not even people. I can see why, you know, maybe somebody would be upset like Tiffany or Aza. And I'm like, I get that. But, you know, I've talked to them and explained where I was coming from and why I felt the way I felt and things like that. Um, and they were, you know, they were able to, you know, obviously they're able to accept their apology. That doesn't mean they have to like me. And that's okay. Cause I just signed up to, I just signed up for a show to make friends. Um, I signed up for a show to win money, to help my mother, to change my life, especially being a black man in the hood. I, I, I definitely, it was a bigger purpose. Um, I made my connections closest with Xavier. Um, I made my connections with Kylan. Um, I made my connections with Aza and Brittany. Um, Frenchie, you know, I made very close connections with those individuals. Um, so you either hate me or love me, but definitely watching it back. I'm like, I enjoyed it. I can see why the fans liked it. I liked it. I wish I didn't curse so much because I feel like if I didn't curse so much, maybe my edits would have been different. But I was throwing out every word you can think of because that's just how I talk at home. I think that's why when I got home, my friends were like, you were really you. I was like, yeah, bitch, I was me. (laughs) And um, I think that's why when I went out to the gay community, they were all like, we get it because that's how us queens talk. That's how we talk. We say bitch. We say this. We do this. We do that. Um, and I think that's why it was hard for a lot of people to be like, why is he talking like that? I'm like, that's how we talk, girl. A lot of us do and stuff. So, yes, it was very, I'm glad I got a chance to watch it back because it gave me an opportunity to be like, okay, I see where somebody could, why somebody could be hurt by this. Okay, so let me try to clear that up. Um, and that's why I cleared it up with those two individuals. Cause I was like, okay, I can see why they'd be hurt by this, but I also explained where I was coming from too. Um, especially with me and Oz's situation as, as I explained to you already, um, where it was coming from. And I think that's the part when people don't get all the pieces, it's like, they just go off of what they see and that's it. And I'm like, look at all the different pieces, like, Sit down, ask somebody those questions. But unfortunately, I can't sit here and repeat the same answer to, you know, 50 different fans that ask the same question over and over again. So um, that's why I always take That's why I'm always thankful for people like you, Madison, who want to sit there and talk to me and ask me questions because I'm going to answer them. I ain't got nothing to hide. I was never scared. I ain't going to that house scared. And I still ain't going to be scared. (laughs) It's never me. 
Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. And, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I also want to say like, I am so sorry. I've seen regardless of how people feel about you. And I've said this multiple times, like you can like people, you can not like people. That is a hundred percent. We all do it. We all don't like people, you know, that's normal. Of course. But keep it it moving like your sign in the back. Keep it moving. Um, It's our logo. It's our, it's our statement here. Um, But yeah, I think um, there have been some really terrible things said. Yeah. And I, I want to go on the record saying, I don't agree with that. Um, regardless of if, you know, I think you owe people apologies and, you know, have, have had a learning experience and can watch back and see some certain things that were said or could have been perceived a certain way. Um, I definitely think that I'm not going to sugarcoat that, but I, but regardless of that, I don't think anyone should be getting death threats. I don't think anyone should be getting like the level of hate that you are getting, yeah. Um, regardless of how people feel about you know certain things, and um, I don't agree with that yeah. at all. Let me, let me at least say this, Madison. The thing about it is that we're talking about reality show here. We're all characters. People have the people they like, the people they hate, and somebody has to take the heat. We can't have a season of I loved everyone on this season. There's no way someone has to take the hate, and I think because of the fact that. I am so blunt and I am so honest. And the thing about it is that it is not me. I am. Not, I will say this. I am not a misogynist. I love women. It, it, that kills me every time I hear it. I go, God, if they could just see the amount of women in my life and just in general, I think people have to understand that everyone's not going to get along. It's a competition show. And if, 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 unfortunately, if, the two people that are winning since the, in the beginning are two men. I'm, it's not, I align with them just because I say, hey, they're winning. It is, if the girls were winning, I would be like, girl, come on, girls, let's go. It is us. The girls are not winning in the beginning. So I'm going to align with the winters. And I made my bed and I, I already made the deals I made. Um, and on top of that, it was one of those things where this is a game I have to, go strategically what is important what i think is going to work and that's what i went with but it wasn't because of their gender like if the girls are winning whoever was winning i was going to work with them that was my that was my game um and things like that and that's why i was trying to explain to the fans and i feel like i never got a chance to explain that to them is that i love women love men i love women i love transgender non-binary everyone i love i love everyone especially me being a gay man i Literally touch every surface of everything. I love everyone. No matter the race or gender, who they come from, their background, I love everyone. And I think it was hard because when you're in a game, and this happens a lot of seasons, when you get on competition shows and the guys all start working together, it's, oh, they don't want to work with the women, they're misogynists and things like that. And I'm like, no, that's not the case at all. If the fucking girls were winning, I would have been less, I would have hopped, I would have left the guys. I'm like, I don't work with the girls. But when the girls said they were all going to work together and they were going to get out the guys, what do you do? I'm like, I, I went, I, there was more girls in the house. And I think people keep forgetting that the girls could have easily made an all girls Alliance, got out the last three dudes. And that would have been it. We got out all these guys and we were like, okay, we got all these guys. Cook up girls. Are you going to get rid of some of these girls now? Because it is kind of making us a little bit 
uneasy because if any of these girls get power, they're not coming at y'all. They're coming after us. So it's like, I think people have to put yourself in our shoes, my shoes, especially, because I can't talk for anybody else. Put yourself in my shoes, sit there, be in that environment, close your eyes, be yourself in the environment, look at what is stacked up. And this was the first time ever there were so many females in jury. And I love that. So many females to the end. And that was great. And they could have easily worked together, sent us home, but they didn't. And that's just gameplay. And I'm like, that you can't take that as, um, you know, you can't sit there and just be like, because I argue with the women um, too, I, I really don't argue with one woman, which was Tiffany. Um, and then me and Azza, obviously we're friends. We're going to have fallen outs. We're close. It is what it is. But it's not, I really don't say argue because we were able to work that out in the house and left doing that. Um, I think another thing, which I'm really upset about, me and Kylan had this crazy fight where I cursed him out, told him I was going to punch him in his face, like literally in his face. And I was so mad that no one ever saw that. I was heated. I was so upset because I go, if everyone would have saw this, they would have been like, okay, all right, Big D didn't just fight with just Tiffany and Aza. He also fought with, like, I was sick that no one saw this. Uh, but it was during a time that, um, which I don't know, maybe they did see it and maybe they're just not, not bringing it up. Um, I, I mean, I saw something about the, your ring, your dad. No, ring. that's not even, that's not even I, the fight. That's I don't not even. think, yeah, I don't think that, I think that was the only thing that we saw. And that wasn't even on the show. It was like the live feeds yeah, where you course. all were that like going off. around. I, Kylie knows I was pissed about that ring. I, I was not playing. So obviously, but you know, the fans not going to do that. My storyline is I'm misogynist. So they ain't going to bring light to that. But there was a um, incident, which he knows about. Um, it was down to the final four. This is stuff that people don't know. Um, and, um, it, I think you guys remember how Kylan was, um, I don't know if you guys saw when he was like talking to us and he was like, you know, we we're trying to figure out which way we're going to vote. Are we going to, you know, are we going to vote? Are we going to throw Alyssa a vote? We're going to make it a tie, things like that. And Kylan went off. He was like, basically like with his tone. And I remember bringing him back to the boat room and I let him have it. I called him every name of the book. I told him I would punch him in the face. I said some crazy, some crazy crap that you guys probably would have been like, yeah, Big D, okay, well, I guess he's not just going against the women. I let him have it. And um, that was a hard conversation, but we were able to, at the end, you know, just like fights are, when you fight with your family, you fight with people you care about, you were able to move on or work it out or talk about it later. But I let him have it. That was when the, that's when the, that's when the Philly, person came out and I was like yo I will punch you in your face dog like I'm not playing with you um and I was pretty bummed because I was like oh so you guys didn't see that okay great <laughs> great so um but yeah and he knows about that and he can confirm on that because he knows I was not playing with him um and that was the time because I was like I'm never gonna let no grown grown ass man talk to me the way that he was talking to me unless it's God himself or my father or my grandfather that's it no other man is ever gonna talk to me like that and I was basically let him have it um, and whatnot. So, but yes, um, you know, like I said, it in my comments um, were never against women. My comments were never um, meant to hurt anybody. 
And that's why I wanted to make sure I apologize to Tiffany and Ozla because I do care. And hopefully over the course of time, people can see me for me and understand who Big D is. And I, I pray for that, but I'm going to continue making people laugh, have a good time. And like you, like your sign says, keep it moving. Keep it moving. Well, thank you so much, Derek. This was so nice um, just to actually have a conversation. I think that's um, something that's missing, especially when you're on somewhere like Twitter, it's 280 characters and you don't have time to to talk. And so um, I appreciate you taking the time and we'll be in touch. I'll um, keep you posted on all this stuff. And yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and good luck on your show. Good luck with all your things you're doing. Thank and you. I'm excited for you in the future. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. it. And all you right. too. You've got a lot going on. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. Well, good luck. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. On the Block is a production of Yes Studios. Our music is by Harrison Amer. Our executive producer and host is Madison McGee. Our producer and co-host is AJ Christensen. And our associate producer is Emily Jacques.